Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. Escalation clauses, brilliant idea or huge mistake. So that's what we're going to talk about again, because, of course, the market's heating up. We're still at 50, 60 percent of, quote, normal inventory. So we have an inventory shortage, still lots of demand, despite uh, higher interest rates and really no relief in sight. I was just reading an article today that talked about how one third of the listings on the market right now are new construction. And that means the builders are still building furiously, trying to catch up with demand. The normal uh, number of new construction, Tony, uh, 10%. Normally it's one in 10, not one in three new construction. So that just tells you how few homes we have, like resales. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, so let me do introductions here. Mike Ferrante, Century 21 Homestar, and the 21 Mike team. We are the number one Century 21 team in the world right now, Tony. I say that tongue in cheek, right? And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) So for for a number of sales, we're number one in the country right now, and we are looking to defend that throne all the way to the end of the year. So if you know someone looking to buy or sell, please have them contact the number one team in the country, 21 Mike team, 21mike.com. You can hit me up at mike at 21mike.com. On the website, there's a little link there. You could schedule an appointment to talk to someone about buying or selling. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, we are getting really, really close to a thousand subscribers. Isn't that exciting? So when we get a thousand, we can start doing crazy things like live on YouTube, which we'll have to try out. Uh, Tony, we do this training every Tuesday. Thank you for being here as always, Tony. I I, I think uh, in in a, in five years you've missed one session because you were um, doing something. I think you had uh, some family obligations. But thank oh, you for being here. Right. I think it was. I think I was on a plane, so it's kind of hard <laughs> to do that. <laughs> well, look, unless you're flying that plane, you need to be here. Right, exactly. So now if I ever have to go somewhere on a Tuesday and flying, it's later in the evening, so I don't miss this. Yes, Tony schedules around this, and he makes time for agents to talk real estate, to talk about uh, the brokerage. And even if you just want some advice from Tony, he's been in the business a long, long time. He's much older than he looks. He looks about 25. He's actually 35 been in the business 30 years since he was five years old. And you can reach Tony at 216, uh, that's my number, 216-374-1269. Shoot Tony a text and he would love to talk to you about real estate. I love it. That's all I talk about pretty much every day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's you're, what I know. Right. Well, your family must get sick of that. But anyway, let's talk about escalation clauses because uh, I've uh, I've digressed long enough, but I'm sure I've piqued some of your interest with the whole title here, you know, brilliant idea or huge mistake. I think that, again, it depends is, as, as often so uh, often the answer. But, you know, obviously, let's let's define an escalation clause first, Tony. Actually, do you want to take a stab at this to explain what an escalation clause is just uh, for the basics? Uh, basics, it's it's 
with your offer is explaining to the uh, seller as a buyer that you will go start at a certain level, say $200,000 to buy a house, but you'll be happy to go $1,000 or $2,000 over the next highest bid with a maximum of how much you want. So basically you're explaining to the seller said, I'm going to go just a little bit more than the next highest person and uh, in hopes that I get the offer because you're going to pick me just because it's $1,000 more, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like eBay, right? You know, we, we go on eBay and there's a certain amount of time that goes on and the starting bid is this. And, but I can go on there and say, well, you know what? It's the bid's only $30. I'll go $52. But eBay sits there and bids you up in increments. And that's the same thing an escalation clause does. So in theory, it's a really brilliant idea, right, Tony? I mean, and, and I know agents who have won offers by using escalation clauses. So the good part, let's talk about the good, and then we'll get into the bad and the ugly. The good part is that, yes, it, it allows your buyers to make an offer that starts here, lets the seller know that you'll go up here and only in certain increments. So in theory, it's brilliant because they don't have to pay more than they have to. You're able to start at a lower number, but still tell people, the sellers, your highest offer. And if it works, then you're the genius. Your, your clients are probably very happy with you. Um, and you say, wow, escalation clauses work. Tony, any other positives? Because I think I've summed it up right there. And I think everything else I have are negatives. Uh, yes, the, the positive, just like you said, is just that you're trying to explain to the seller that you're going to pay a little bit more than anybody else in hopes that that's their most uh, important uh, thing that they want. And that's the good. But there's a lot of negative or things that will go over things that could go wrong. Yeah. So I, I recently had one. Um, I, I probably shouldn't say addresses or numbers or anything, but you know, the, the starting bid was here and the escalation clause was literally $200,000 over the starting price. So one of the things I always say is that escalation clauses are a lot like playing poker with your cards face up on the table. So if I'm across the poker table from that buyer and they're willing to go $200,000 higher on an escalation clause, what does that tell me about that buyer? I mean, I know a whole bunch about that buyer, right, Tony? Exactly. You, you just showed your hand. I mean, how bad do they want that house? They, I mean, they, they pretty much just told me, look, we will do practically anything to get this house, uh, which is okay. You know, and that certainly sent a message. And at the end of the day, they, they got the house. Um, but there's a, a, a couple of things about that. First of all, let's start with the psychology of an escalation clauses. The way we explained escalation clauses, they sound very reasonable, right? It's like eBay. Okay, I'm just gonna bid this much, but there's a certain way that they can come across that may turn off your sellers. And, and what do we know about real estate? What do we know about especially buying, but also selling homes? How many of you guys, how many of you agents out there have ever worked with a seller who was kind of unreasonable? Well, my house is better. It's you're selling their house. They've been there for five years, 10 years, 50 years. This is my home you're talking about. What do you mean they didn't like the orange shag carpet? What do you mean they think it's too much? This house is worth double what I'm asking. You know, I'm exaggerating for effect, but this is an emotional process. So Tony, if I say to you, 
and I'm going to say it a little differently this this time for effect. Tony, um, my buyers, first of all, I'll start off by saying my buyers, because that sounds kind of snotty. My buyers really like your house. So here's our offer. We're going to give you 300000 That's your list price. But we don't want to pay more than we have to. You know, we they like it, but we don't want to pay more than we have to. So we're telling you up front, our best offer is 350 I mean, if we have to, we'll go 350 but I don't want to pay more than we have to. So we'll beat your next best offer by a thousand dollars or, or let's really be snotty by a hundred fifty dollars. I'll beat your next best offer, but you have to show me that offer before we beat it. And then we'll go that increment over. How's that sound, Tony? Is that okay? Yeah. Well, some people take it and understand that and some people get turned off by it. So uh, before I comment on anything, I'll say when they first started becoming popular and agents started doing, I thought it was a great idea. Now, as a broker of an office, over 500 agents in talking to agents, buyers and on buyer side, seller side, and hit in understanding the negotiation of that and the what happens with sell, listing agents and sellers sometimes, I don't like them at all. So my disclaimer yeah. <laughs> on that. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number one team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a time and place to use them. But in the example I just gave, the reason I tell the story like that is that when this whole multiple offer thing was just getting started, um, just getting started, we were in multiple offers, I was repping a buyer. And there was only one other offer. So multiple offers, only two offers. So it's like the dream now, right? But we came in with just our best offer, you know, and these, these people stretched their budget to the max. They included a love letter, which, you know, that's a whole nother topic that we'd have to talk about. And it was a pretty well-written love letter. It didn't have a bunch of uh, like fair housing issues in it, but basically what they said is that we love your home. We wish we could pay more, but this is our absolute best offer. This is the top of our budget. And we hope that you will consider our offer. I, I summed it up nicely there. Now, the other one came in with an escalation clause and the two offers were very, very close. Okay, now, believe me, I'm sure if they were willing to go $10,000 over my people, it, it wouldn't even have been a contest. But because it was so close, the seller said, you know what, we like these people. We like the way they presented their offer and we won, even though we weren't the highest offer by $1,000 or whatever that escalation clause. So I'm telling you right now, you guys may say, no, 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 buyers and sellers, it's all dollars and cents. It's not. You're, you're deluding yourself if you think that there isn't some emotion that comes into play and escalation clauses can come across the wrong way. So feel free to push back. I can't wait to see the comments on this on Facebook, on YouTube. Go ahead and drop them. Tell them, I'm, tell me I'm wrong. But Tony... It's fact, right? Well, let me yeah, let me give you the inner works of it. And I'll try to sum it up in a little bit. Is that usually agents, buyers, agents that are using escalation clause for their buyers understand escalation clauses. So, the number one thing I tell our buyers agents: you've got to talk to verbally, not text, not email. Talk to the listing agent and see if they are familiar with escalation clauses and if they're comfortable with escalation clauses. So many buyers agents just throw it in there. 
And then I have my our agents call me and go, I've never had an escalation clause before. I don't understand. I got five of them. Where does it go by? Does it go by this one or that one? They're all look different. Does it go a thousand over the highest? Does it go a thousand over over lowest? And then my and I don't know how to explain it. So if your listing agent who's talking to the seller doesn't know how to explain it you're at a disadvantage right there. And I've had agents just say, I don't understand this. I'm the, I, the seller doesn't understand this. We're not gonna even look at any escalation clauses. And that happens. And then, and, and then like your example, Mike, we've had a couple where people just throw out some ridiculously high number. And I, I usually tell my suggestion agents, it's kind of like going all in, you know, what happens when, you know, sometimes someone goes, you're playing poker and then someone goes all in, you get scared and go, I'm not, I'm not in anymore. I'm out because they're go way too high. So some we've had buyers agents come after a listing call our listing agent go what whoa we were way 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 over there's no way someone's above us and they're like right yeah no you were the highest. Well why didn't you take it? Because there's something fishy going on. Why are you going that high? You know you you're, you know you're scaring my seller. There's no way his house is worth 150,000 more than we can't even get an appraisal for that high. So what game are you playing? So yes, it scares people. So number one suggestion, they could, like you said, Mike, could be great, but you got to make sure the listing agent knows how to explain it. And the, the, the listing agent is comfortable with it. And a lot of buyer's agents don't do that on, on that. If that makes yep. some sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, well put, Tony. The other, the, so let's, so that's number one. That's number one. The whole understanding of it, this, this foreign concept. Yes, we understand it in the business now, but 10 years ago, if I had said to Tony, Hey, I'm going to use something called an escalation clause, you'd have been like, What's that? And Tony's been in the business 30 years. You know, this is, it's a foreign concept to a lot of people. Exactly. And some listing agents don't don't come across them or haven't come across them and they don't know how to explain it because I've been on the phone uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours over the last few years or more explaining to our listing agent how to explain it to their sellers. And Tony, I've we've, had a, we've yeah. done spreadsheets, right? I mean, we have oh, five yeah, escalation no, clauses and 30 offers and this one, like we, we have to make spreadsheets to get it. Right. And there's a lot of people, I mean, are great. You know, maybe some of the people who are watching this are just not visual math people. So I would have to sit there, intelligent people and agents that are, do great, and they just can't understand the math. Like, okay, is it over this one? Or is it over the, the highest one? Is it the lowest one? And then I know I they don't even understand it when I'm explaining it to it. Like, which one's better? Not just the escalation clause and, and the theory behind it, but when you have five different escalation clauses on five different pieces of paper, and one's a thousand, one's does it go by this, does it go by that? And all of that. So it's hard yeah. if the listing agent's not on board. Uh, there's, it's just going to be a disadvantage. Exactly. And in the example I gave, isn't it sometimes better to just come in with a stronger offer, come in with that best offer? Because if you're only willing to go X amount over the next best offer, they may have terms that they like better. So what if it's 20% down conventional with an appraisal gap and fewer inspections, and you're only willing to beat them by $1,000, but you would have gone higher. Did you just lose that house for your buyers because you didn't offer to go $5,000 higher? We already know the buyer would have gone to that higher number, but they never get the chance because the seller takes the lower offer with the terms that they like better. So that's the second piece of it. You're almost removing a piece of negotiation, which is one of the things that we get paid to do. 
Tony? Exactly. And a, a lot of times, let's see, I'll try to keep this expl explanation short, is a lot of agents think that offers are confidential. They're not. Like I just had an agent yesterday. It, it was one offer was uh, 205 and flat out. And one offer was 205 and they'll go up to 210. And they go, well, I like the 205 better. Well, go call the 205 and say, hey, I know you said this is your highest, but I have an escalation clause going up to 210. Will you go 210 or 211? And give them that. I could go. I could tell them it. I'm like, yeah, you can. You're allowed to. You're allowed to. You're job is the listing is to get the highest price for your buyer on that. So when you show your hand, as you like some people, buyers and buyers agents think, oh, I'm going to go up to 210. I'm, I'm a no brainer. I'm like, no, they could use that as their benchmark and go back to all the other offers that look easier and go, okay, we got it. It's like a, you know, like a auction, like, you know, eBay. Okay. I got a 210. I, we don't really like it because this escalation clause is, is confusing. Who wants to go 210 with no escalation clause? And then it's bad. It's, you kind of use it against yourself. Right. So this is number three. This is the whole, it's no long, it's not confidential unless someone signs a non-disclosure about terms of the offer. Almost never happens in residential. I've never seen a non-disclosure on a residential offer. Commercial, yes. They may say, hey, you know, the terms of our offer are confidential. Sign here before we even present the offer. Now, if you go start doing that in residential, that may turn people off too. Okay. Oh, these people, what's this non, I got to sign a non-disclosure before they'll even present their offer. Oh, I don't want to work with them. So again, remember, unless it's in writing that it's confidential and offers an offer and you can shop it. And here's the other part of it. Okay. Even if they don't disclose your number. So Tony, the example that you gave, you said, Hey, we've got 210, but we don't, you know, we like some of your terms better. Will you go to 11? They don't even have to disclose the terms of the offer. What if I just call that agent up and, you know, if I'm any listeners, if you're not comfortable just disclosing terms of another offer, even if your seller says it's okay, how about this? Hey, we have an offer that's a little better. The seller told me they'll consider your offer if you go 211. I never said 210 was our best offer. I'm just countering an offer. So this is point number three. An offer is an offer and it can be countered. So if you come in with an escalation clause that's $50,000 over list price, could that seller just come back to you and say, well, we really like your offer. This whole uh, escalation clause nonsense, not too fond of it. We're countering you at 345. Well, wait a minute. Show me your 344. No, no, we're, we're giving you a counter offer. Let us know because we have other offers we're going to start talking to if you're not interested. And, and to go back to my example again, at 205, no, that's their highest and best. 205 going up to 210 with the escalation clause. So my suggestion is to go back again, go 205, ask them if they'll go. If they say no, you go back to the 210. And go, okay, we'll take your 210, but we're not entertaining the escalation clause. It's, 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 you know, that's it. We're not showing you any other offers. You could take it. You don't have to entertain the escalation clause. It's to me, it's just like they said, hey, I'll go up to 210 if you paint the garage purple. No, I'll go 210, but I'm not painting the garage. Same thing. I'll go 210 if you show me another offer. No, we're going to go 210, but I'm not showing you another offer. Take it or leave it. So it's part of the negotiation. Yeah. So number one, it's the whole atmosphere it creates. Number two is it takes away that negotiation. Number three is kind of encapsulated by remember, offers are offers. They're not necessarily confidential in most cases, and they can be countered just like any other offer. 
So those were the three big ones I wanted to hit. Uh, Tony, anything else on escalation clauses we should talk about? I know it sounds like we're bashing them and, you know, hey, guys, if, if they work for you, no. use them. But these are some pitfalls to watch out for. Again, the, the thing of it is when a buyer's agent is just making sure both agents understand what they are and have a communication with the other agent. Because again, just like a lot of things in life, it's things look crystal clear to you, but they might not be crystal clear to the buyer, the listing agent, uh, especially when it's uh, when they get more than one because there's no standard one. So I've, I've had to sit and, and read every single one of them trying to explain to like there's five different ones. And they all say something different. It gets very confusing to agents and sellers. And sometimes they just forget about it. Just give me the easier one. Yeah, there's different increments, all these different terms. So that's why we wanted to spend a whole session today on escalation clauses. If you missed last week, go back and listen to it. We did uh, top strategies to win in multiple offers. Escalation clauses are just one idea, guys. So if we've kind of jaded you a little bit on escalation clauses, Definitely let your people know that they exist, because if you don't educate your, your buyers about them, they're going to hear it from someone else and they're going to say, hey, how come Kathy didn't tell me about escalation clauses? Maybe she doesn't know what she's, she's doing. So that's why it's important that you know about these things and let the buyer know it. Hey, this is something we can do, but here are some reasons why we might not want to do that. We may just want to come in with our best offer or, or something else. So go back and re-listen to that one from last week. I think we gave you about 10 great ideas on how to win in multiple offers and nine of the 10 were not escalation clauses. Next week, I want to do a little prelude for next week, Tony. I'm going to, uh, we, we texted about this. I just had this conversation after we talked, Tony, about changing horses in the middle of the race. And of course, what I'm talking about is lenders. So you make an offer with a pre-approval letter from XYZ Bank, and then the buyer starts shopping. I used to think this was okay. Now, lately I've changed my mind and there's a lot of reasons why. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Uh, there, there's a lot of problems with changing the lender after you've got your offer accepted. And I know they're allowed to shop. They're not locked in just because someone handed them a pre-approval letter, but there's a lot of problems with it. Right, right, Tony? Oh, definitely. And I have listing agents that are getting upset with buyer's agents because there's delays and things change or if it, something falls through or something like that. Because in my opinion, is what who you, you're showing the sell is part of your offer. I'm going through this. Oh, good. They're going through key bank. Oh, they're yeah. going through. Save it, Tony. Save seven. it. Don't give away too okay. much. Don't, okay. don't give no, away too much. No, not too much, much yeah. but just want to yeah. hook them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you wouldn't change the price, right? Like, hey, we, we agreed at 250. You know what? We accepted the offer, but now we want to go 245. You wouldn't change that, right? No, we could go on and on, but we'll save it for next week. Next week. I'll, I'll just say this because I talk to agents all the time. One thing, yes, buyers are allowed to shop, but they should be doing it before they write the offer. Very good. All right. Well, so that's escalation clauses for today. I'd love to hear your comments. And by the way, you know, please make sure to uh, smash that subscribe button. As my friend Grant says, smash it. Don't just press it, smash it. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks everyone. See you soon. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.